Hey, Caleb, do you still have pneumonia? Nope. We should probably record an episode of the podcast then. That's a good point. This is The Christian Artist. Honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Kana. Kana? Kana. Is that your street name? Kana? Kana. You're a con man? Hey, look, it's a Kana. Except that would be a cop, actually. Yep. That's the slang for a cop. Which is actually quite ironic. Yeah. Really but anyway, <laughs> that's besides the point. What are we talking about today, Connor? Um. Well, first we're going to talk about the fact that you were dying. Oh right. And that's yeah, why. I, guess I, should... I mean, I thought we kind of already talked about that, didn't we? In the well, intro. Yeah, but to give you some clarification. <laughs> yeah. Caleb so, and pneumonia. Yeah. So uh, I set out this year, at the beginning of this year, and I said I would not miss a single weekend to 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 release an episode of this podcast. While I did manage to do that. Up until the end of August, um, even through the the August, I mean, which is the craziest time of year for us. We have, you know, summer camps and camping and all that crazy stuff. We we recorded four episodes in a row in one day to do that. What happened was I got even busier when I got back. And so we were like still on that one episode a week kind of thing. We're recording it right before we release it. And then I got pneumonia and it was like, well... I literally don't even have a voice to do this with, so I guess we're not recording an episode. And then that episode, you know, that turned into two weeks where we weren't recording an episode. Yep. Um, because, yeah, I had pneumonia for a while. I had pneumonia for two weeks. It was pretty horrible. Um, I, 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 I probably still sound a little, uh, like my voice sounds a little uh, scratchy and stuff like that, and that's because pneumonia takes a lot out of you, and I'm still kind of recovering from that. Um, I still have a bit, little bit of a cold as well. Um, my immune system basically hates me right now. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on in my life. So, uh, but, but we're here, we're recording an episode and we have an awesome topic today. I'm, I'm excited to, to kind of, well, well, it's an awesome topic this. for us. We're well, also talking for everybody else. It's just kind of like, but this uh, is the thing. This is the thing. If we're passionate about what we're talking about, then it will make the episode better just by default. It, it, whether or not people like that topic per se if they just kind of if they're one of those people who just listens to every episode we put out it, it should be a good episode because they're like you know maybe i don't particularly like this topic but they're really passionate about it so like like literally any podcast i listen to where it's like they, they talk about something where i'm like oh okay uh, I, you know that's not my favorite favorite topic topic in the world but they're like super into it then i'm like oh that's kind of interesting so you know maybe that will happen or maybe we'll just crash and burn who knows yeah, well, okay, so we'll see. So, so I actually have been getting into writing again. What? You better not. You better not bail on me like you have. What, like twenty times hey before? It's just, I'm just a busy guy. This is, this is what happens, guys. Uh, Connor says, "I'm gonna be a writer," and then he writes two pages, and then he's like, "I hate my writing," and then he just stops. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's really. I'm a perfectionist, so it's really hard for me to write something knowing that it's terrible, and then just continue on without fixing it. And then I just get so discouraged reading it over and over again and realizing how bad it really is. So, 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 okay. If that's your approach and it fails, then just keep going back. Go back and re- revise that at least once before you move on. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that, that's, that's you know, my plan. So. But yeah. Okay. So, um, I also had an epiphany, I think last night and I realized that my writing style is actually very similar to how Legend of Korra was. Just like all the idiocy in Legend of Korra. What do you mean? That's my writing style. Just how, how dumb the characters were, how it was a really good idea, and all of it was like a, you know, it, it, you know, it, was, it was definitely something that I would come up with. Um, and it was very, 
Um, there, there were definitely some scenes that were really good. But then the rest of it was just me not knowing how people in- interact with right, each other, I guess. Right. Okay, so, and, you're, so you're saying, like, your, your previous writing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, y- even today, yeah, I still... Yeah, you still struggle with that. But yeah, yeah I can't just saying, like, you're reading back through your old yeah, stuff, and you're like, like, wow, this is Legend of Korra. Yeah, like, like the, <laughs> the previous, like, the actual, you know, 100 pages or so that I have of sure. the original Soul Thief, like, it is very similar to the the failure that was Legend of Korra. And obviously it's uh, Legend of Korra is a TV show. And so yeah. there's not, but like well, the but dialogue just, you're talking about yeah, dialogue, yeah. just ever, just the events, the plot, the setting, um, just all, all of the plot holes, the, the <laughs> random bad guy in the second season, and yeah. then them both turning into even more massive versions of themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, it was totally something that I would do. Yeah. And I just like, I, I just realized that last night I was thinking about my writing and avatar last year, and I was like, what? Wow, how did I? <laughs> That's weird. But yeah, this so, is the thing, Connor. You haven't gotten to the best season of Legend of Korra, which is the third season, and you have to watch the third season. And then you have uh, to watch the fourth season because I mean, it closes the show. You still need to watch that, man. I I it's tried great. watching the first episode and was just so disappointed by everything that was happening. Really? The yeah. first episode of the third the, season. Like like it was okay. So it's like oh, people are getting airbending now, and I was like, this is so random. And it's so not important. Like, none of the characters seem to be too concerned about the fact that people were starting to airbend. They're just kind of like, oh, well, that's interesting. It's like, no, it's like the whole entire world, as you know it, just, just collapsed. Yeah. And you're just, they were just so chill about it. And I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> you can't do it. I didn't really feel that the first time I watched it. But maybe I was so, because that's the thing. I basically watched it all the way through. Yeah. Like, straight. So, so you were used to their failure. I guess I was just kind of, well, it depends. I don't know. I still I still enjoy Legend of Korra for what it is. It's not what it is isn't very good. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> but for but me like to do if that. you can suspend your disbelief just enough to be like, oh wow, this is a this is actually okay. Like then you're you're fine. Like that, you could, yeah, yeah. I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't waste my time. <laughs> uh, I didn't feel like it was a waste of my time to watch it. I thought it was. It had some very interesting ideas. Well, yeah, it had some very interesting interesting ideas. But if the ideas aren't performed well. They're not good ideas anymore. <laughs> like, no, but like, okay, so well, the it's, third it's more season particularly. Okay, yeah, second season was horrible. Like, yeah. I hated the second yeah. season. Third and fourth season do that same thing where they like, wow, this is a really cool concept, but they execute it much better mm-hmm. um, because they learned from their mistakes well, at but least I didn't, a little bit. I didn't like the concept of anything in the second season. I didn't even really like the second the, season. You yeah. didn't like the or- origin. Yeah, no, stuff? I didn't. I didn't like that too I much. Thought that I, was so I thought cool. it was really interesting, but. None of it. They didn't go to the places that I was like hoping they would go. Uh, you know, they I just kind of glossed over it. Yeah, it was just kind of like this is what you need to know about it. And I'm like, but but again, like uh, it was like this is the thing. I feel like that was probably the better move because that season wasn't about, and it should have been because I hated everything else. Well, <laughs> That's, but there you but go. I think I think they were at least doing a good storytelling move in that sense that they were like, all right. You know, the main thing here is there like this dark spirit is coming back and you need to defeat mm-hmm. it. Not let's just revel in Avatar Origins. And yeah. you know, they were like, "All right, this is what you need to know." Cuz literally it was like a vision that she was getting to like prepare her for this. Yeah, and so they weren't like going to show. I thought it was cool. I hate it when avatars have visions about the future and <laughs> but that's li- so Connor, expository. That, that's so part of mythology. Expository. Not that's a word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good We're job. <laughs> you used a writing word uh, <laughs> in the proper context. Um, That's surprising. But yeah, I mean, uh, 
the I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But uh, how do we get out of this conversation? We're just talking about Legend of like, Korra. This is just a strange episode. It, it now. Really is. All right, so um, we just haven't been talking enough, apparently. Yeah, because it's. Just, I think that's very. This true. is just where you just yep. yeah, because you had pneumonia. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so so okay, so today what are we going to be doing? Yeah, today, Connor? what 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 are we going to be doing today? Yeah, okay, um, so we're going to be talking about um my book. We're going to be talking about the, um the uh general like culture stuff and like the different uh I don't want to say race because there's all the same race technically, um. The, the science behind the world, how we can get it to be a certain way. Um, so we're going to be doing some brainstorming yeah. to kind of like flesh out the setting of Connor's mm-hmm. book. Um, but you do want to just give them like a quick synopsis of the book, just so they have kind of a bit of reference for what we're talking about. Um, this is a basic, because yeah. obviously you haven't figured out a lot of the details yeah. yet, but just a basic um, kind of idea. It is, okay, so it's about this guy, and his name is Thenon. All right, and he... Uh, he, um, was... T-H-E-N-Y-N. Yeah. Um, I've he, always thought it's a cool name. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, he, uh, grew up, like, as a, as a poor boy or whatever, and, um... I'm just a poor boy. Yeah. Uh, you grew up as, like, a, like, a gutter snipe. And he, um, ended up befriending one of, like, the, the, uh... You know, I just realized how sad it is that the majority of people in the world probably wouldn't get that word. Guttersnipe. Guttersnipe. Huh. Yeah. It's, it just yeah. seems like a normal word to me, but yeah. then you realize that, yeah, people people don't usually norm, don't use that word in yeah. normal Yeah, all right, so, so he's like yeah, he's, he's like a thief, basically. He lived off of whatever he could find. Um, he wasn't a very great person, but he, you know... He uh, wasn't like a horribly he, evil... Yeah. Psychopath. But, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to say excusable, but the, the yeah. reason for it was he had a was dealt a really bad hand, right? And you know had to you know do what he like in parentheses do what he needed to do to survive mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um. So, but anyway, so so this is guy right? So he's he's like a gutter snipe, and he befriends the um the the uncle to the king's son. So, so the king's uncle's son, the king's nephew. That that's what it is. So, so he befriends the king's uncle or his his nephew. Befriends the king's nephew. Um, ends up getting adopted into that family, and the uncle ends up hiring him to kill the king. And he um, infuses him with magic. He he um, does this thing where he can uh, give somebody magic, and he does that to Thenin. And so Thenin becomes this amazing assassin. He kills the king. The uncle ends up betraying him, and um, he also kills his best friend, but um, because his uncle turns them against each other, and he is um, exiled from the kingdom. And and the reason he wasn't killed is because there was a, um, oh, because it was there was this huge uh, taboo against killing bleeders, which is the magic system that he got, and so, or oh no, killing a soul thief is is what they called them, and he claimed to have had the king's soul. And so he was like, if you if you kill me, I will take the king's soul with me. And he won't go into the afterlife kind of a thing. So they didn't kill him, but they said he needed to pay for something, so they killed his daughter. Um, and that was of his own free will. He They gave him a choice between killing his wife or his daughter, and he said, kill my daughter. And so then, now he's living with how terrible of a person he realized that he was. And he just goes into the wilderness, kind of becomes like a philosopher and a hunter. Um, 
And then these two kingdoms, uh, the kingdom that he was banished from, and another kingdom that's even worse and is getting growing in military power and is trying to now basically conquer the world. Um, he he realized, you know, he 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 starts thinking about how powerful he is and how evil these people are, and he's like, I need to redeem myself somehow because he feels so like depressed and he feels like if he just does some sort of good deed that he'll, you know that uh, he'll feel better kind of a thing. So it's just a selfish motive where he's just like, I just, I need to feel better about myself. So I need to go do this. And he's, he's studying up on the, the kingdom and figuring out how he's going to take on an entire kingdom on, by himself. And then a, a uh, person and his assistant who have a different magic system come and find him. Are you confused yet, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> and come and find him and say, hey, we're going to help you. And we're going to, we, we're going to band together and we are going to kill this kingdom. And, um, a part of his magic system is, um, he, he can sacrifice memories. Well, this is his magic system. He can sacrifice memories in order to gain knowledge about anything. And so he sacrifices all of his memories, literally everything. So he has no recollection of his life, only all of his knowledge. And he gains the knowledge about a bunch of different things, realizes, realizes that, his, uh, um, re- what was I about to say? You distracted me with I'm sorry. fake words. Yeah. Um, um, he realizes that, um, Thenin is about to do this and he, um, he, uh, gains a knowledge of a, another race that is across, um, and, and a place they can't reach. And we'll explain that later. And, right. um, the place that they can't reach without Thenin's help. And he says that, you know, if we can get this race, to join us in a battle, we can totally take them on no problem. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's that's like the army of the dead thing. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We're going to find this evil ancient race, tame it, and use it to destroy a kingdom. Um, and yeah, and that's basically it. Which is probably a horrible idea. It, and it is, but but the the, the, the is thing just desperate enough to try well, Fennin's desperate enough to try it because he was about to kill him by himself anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, the person who is coming to help him, which right now his name is Mister Wizard, which I'll probably have to change. He doesn't know his name. He forgot his name. Yeah, he, well, he forgot so, his name. Yeah. Um, his assistant knows his name, but a part of the magic system is he can't. Nobody can tell him about his memories and have him remember it. So he has, like, short-term memory loss on everything that he right. chose to forget. So he can remember it for a little while. So if you, like, said, hey, this is your name, he's like, oh, yeah, that is my name. And then, uh, like, a couple minutes later, he'll forget it. He'll be like, wait, what was my name again? Yeah, yeah. and so then um, it's just that whole thing. So, mm-hmm. so his name is Mr. Wizard, or but there aren't actually wizards in this world. So we'll probably have to change that. It depends unless, on the mythology. Uh, yeah, you know unless I mean? the wizard like, is just a... Yeah. term of like an intelligent exactly. person or something like that so huh? so yeah, I, I really like the name mr wizard i just yeah, think that's, that's hilarious fine, yeah. so so yeah so mr wizard knows about this ancient race and he thinks he knows enough in order to get them on his side mm-hmm. so that's kind of what it is sure yeah um okay so we're, we're gonna kind of start i think probably with like the macroscopic stuff so like world yeah okay things. all right so um, I was just looking at the World Builders Guidebook in front of me, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's like this old Advanced Dungeons and Dragons like guidebook to creating fantasy worlds. It's been so helpful to me over the years of just kind of being able to make up cool stuff. Um, but I was looking at the the, the section on Axi- axial tilt. I don't know why I pronounced that weird axial tilt um, and stuff like that, and uh, it looks like basically like um, obviously the the axial tilt decides seasons. 
Um, and I, I think originally we were going to have it like be like 90 degrees or something like that. And mm-hmm. so it like rotated weirdly, um, and changed some things about the seasons, but it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about what a 90 degree thing would do. It has stuff up to 45 degrees okay. and it, basically it's saying like, you know, if you have no axial tilt, then the season, there's no seasons at all. There's very, very mild variations. That's actually what the 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 world of the Stormlight Archive is Roshar. Uh, um, so the seasons are very. The seasons are like you know how they say like oh there's gonna be two weeks of winter mm-hmm. kind of a thing in yeah. in Stormlight. That's literally just it's gonna be cold for a little bit and then it's gonna get warmer again because there's so little variation that it really doesn't matter and it's just yeah. based on other factors besides the axial tilt. So we want to um, live on that planet. That's kind of how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How it but is. then like a 45 degree uh, axial tilt would create extreme seasons um, because of the, just the way that the sun is facing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you would have like the North pole or whatever have like during the winter extended months of complete darkness um, and, wow. and in the summer, extended months of complete sunlight and the sun never goes down. You always see the sun, Cool. um, which is an option. Um, but I, I, just looking at that, I was like, you know what? I don't think having it at a 90 degree tilt would actually add anything for this world. Um, especially, really? well, well, this is the thing. Cause I don't know specifically what that would do to the seasons. Um, we could look it up. Um, but I think it would be more interesting or I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, okay, because the world, and we've decided this beforehand, because the world is going to basically be split in half. So like the Northern hemisphere is what we're looking at in terms of this is the, the world that everybody in, in this book knows about. Like that's the world they've always lived in. Mm-hmm. On in the on the equator is a basically magical barrier that uh, blocks the, the Southern hemisphere from the Northern hemisphere. On the Southern hemisphere is where this like ancient race is supposed to live. Um, but I think it would might be, it depends on how crazy you want the season to be. But I feel like just the fact that it, the Northern and the Southern hemispheres are cut off from each other is enough of a difference that I, I don't, I think messing with a 90 degree axial tilt would just make it too confusing. Um, like, what do you want from the hemisphere? Like, what do okay, you want so the seasons to be? The seasons don't matter to me. Okay. But I, I want the shape of it. To be kind of like a half of the world and then the other half of the world. Yeah, and that you can um, just accomplish that despite any axial tilt whatsoever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, but then I was... Um, the, the reason that we wanted to do the 90 degree tilt thing was because they think... That's like ancient legend that they think the sun goes into the earth because they think the world that they're living right. on is an infinite plane. And that, that beyond the barrier, which is called the Parmatha, beyond the Parmatha is an infinite plane. They think that they're on a small platform and that the rest of it is just an infinite plane of, like, the afterlife kind of a deal. Because they think beyond it is, like, angels and demons. And it's, like, a spiritual realm. So they they kind of think that... Yeah, that, that's just, like, you know, where people go when they die. But, yeah, so we, the reason we wanted it as 90-degree tilt is so that they can, they can perceive right. that the sun goes into the earth. Nah, yeah, I get it. Um, and, and it looks like it would do that. Just mm-hmm. looking real quick at this, basically it's like, you know, if an earth like planet had an axis of rotation that was tilted sideways into the plane of its revolution and about its home star. Um, so, so it's tilted in the way. So, so normally like we're looking at the sky and it, and it's going from east to west. Mm-hmm. Um, but for them, it would go basically north to south. 
is when is where the the sun would go at least mm-hmm. i think so in 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 reference uh, let me let me think about this a little bit so and obviously we might be getting all of this wrong but i think let's see if you had it at a 90 degree angle because it's well okay a 90 degree axial tilt would just flip the world upside down no that would be 180 nope 180 would be Oh, it would. Yeah, because it's 360. Oh, right, right. Okay, so, so 90, 90 degree, degrees yeah. would be sideways, and then it's going around the sun. And I'm doing hand motions right now, but you can't see me. I'm just trying well, to... Well, it would it would go north and south, but the world would be tilted, so that technically north and south would be the equator. Yes. but that's confusing it is confusing and i think i don't know i I don't i don't think it's worth it you know what i mean like i think it's it would just be fine just to keep it as uh um just it's worth it to confuse people uh, exactly yeah Yeah. like because it's gonna be okay so so what you could do if you you could just arbitrarily say that's what happens the sun just it, it, they perceive that it goes into the ground and comes back Except up. Except it would already. Yes, okay, no, but east to west. What, it what I want it to that. do is go straight over. Straight over. And then straight down. So instead of it going up and like across the sky at like an angle, instead it goes straight from east all the way up to straight up and then all the way down to west. Yeah, and we would have to do some complex calculations. Mm-hmm. Um, probably an astrosynthesis to figure out exactly what that would look like. But, so, but we can just say that that's, that's well, just we, how we can, go. but I'm worried that it won't actually come out that way. Okay. But okay. Is that actually going to change anything with the rest of what we're creating? Uh, what do you mean? With, like, with the fact that that happens and then if we figure out it can't happen and we have to change it, just be normal. Oh no, that's just, that that's just anything? an extra thing that... That is in the lore. I just thought it would be so interesting no, would, for yeah. people to perceive that they are in an infinite and plane. I, I have a feeling, yeah, I have a feeling that you could you could accomplish that um, with the way... Because this is the thing, like, if you have a 90-degree axial tilt, you're still rotating the same way that you would be if you were at a 0-degree mm-hmm. axial tilt yeah. or a 23 axial tilt. And so you're not going to be rotating like you would normally. You're going to be rotating on that axis, and so you're going to be rotating towards the sun upside down like not upside down but like at a different angle um because you know i'm doing hand motions again but you see it like you're going to be going around like this but the actual rotation of the earth is going to be like vertical not okay horizontal. so so the rotation of the earth is still going to spin on the equator that for the people listening yes so exactly um but it's, it's still spinning it's going on to be the tilted. equator. It's be tilted. So it's, so it's, it's going to be rolling. spinning. Ver- yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's barrel rolling, log rolling rather than rather. like spinning yeah. teetered to one side. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah, we can figure out the details of that later. But that that yeah. is an interesting little um, cultural quirk. Um, but yeah, the, the, the purpose of that was to figure out that the reason that these people think they're on an infinite plane. Yeah. Um, one because I mean they can't. They can't go around a sphere the same way that yes. we could. If, if okay, so they are contained on a certain amount of the world, and so their perception of everything is changed. Yeah. Um, because they're, you know, they can't. There is no. You go from east and then you come around the exactly. other side. Yeah. Um. Well, you yeah, there is actually. 
you could go around the earth east to west. Oh, yeah, no, in yes. In that sense. But, but it um, wouldn't, um, you couldn't go north to south. Yes. Because you would come into a... This is confusing. So, so people would probably think that they're on a dome. If, yeah. If scientists actually did the calculations, they'd be like, we're on a dome. Yeah. And, and they might, they might speculate. There probably are some people that would speculate there's another half to the dome, which makes it a sphere, mm-hmm. but it would be completely unprovable. Like you could. Yeah. And so, so it's just, that's just for like, like science's sake. And it'd be really interesting to have a character who knows so much random facts about the world. Right. That he could just, they could be talking about that and how Fennin could say something about how, you know, on this infinite plane and just like, like be cursing something. Uh And, and he'd just be like, actually, (laughs) and it's just, you know, just random tidbits like that to make your world more believable Mm -hmm. in the sense that, you know, it makes it less believable to exist. Right. But it... There's just random facts that if we have thought it out mm-hmm. and we can subtly put that in there when right. we know stuff about the world, right. that it makes the world seem more real. Definitely. And that's exactly what happens with the Stormlight Archive. Mm-hmm. When I figured out that that was the reason that the seasons work that way, I was yeah. like, that is so cool. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second, what, how would seasons work like that? Yeah. That it, it's, it's not even seasons. Yeah. They're just literally like cold snaps, basically. And, and I don't need to write this out there's not there doesn't need to be some sort of table of like right. this is how the world works you just suggest these things and make people wonder and then they go and look it up for themselves right and, and you know this this technically is like like using a word that somebody doesn't know and then mm-hmm. forcing them to learn it it's sure. the same thing with like if they want to know how the world works there's a legitimate reason for mm-hmm. why the world works this way and they just have to look it up so so real quick what is the second what is the southern hemisphere like is it normal okay so this is where i i kind of i'm I'm going to break everything we've done about the world okay what i want it to be is darker i was thinking of what if there the other side of it somehow what if what if the world was constantly in in an eclipse how would that work Oh my gosh! I know. I don't even want to yeah, try know. to do those so, calculations like, because I just thought it'd be so interesting to to think of a world that is just constantly dark like that, and the effect that it would have on society. You know what? There's actually a completely legitimate way that you can do that, and that is having a tidally locked moon. Um, where because huh. no, you would have a tidally locked moon where the moon only appears on the northern hemisphere, and with an axial tilt at ninety degrees, that's actually a lot easier to pull off. Yes. Um, and Perfect. so yeah, you would have a tidally locked to look at I can science. Yeah, you have a t- I can science. <laughs> you have it, and, and I, I I know this because of writing excuses. Thank yeah. you, writing excuses, because um, um, Mary Robinette Kowal wrote a short story. It's in that that Shadows Beneath that anthology that they yeah. did, mm-hmm. um, where it's a tidally locked moon, and it's like the people going from the dark side of the world to the place with the moon for the first time and seeing. The That's moon. so cool. Yeah. Um and. Uh, because but, okay, it's, well, this is the thing. Because it's a tidally locked moon, there's a couple of facts. Because mm-hmm. it's a tidally locked moon, there would be regular eclipses. Um, because if it's always in the same place, if the moon is always in the same place, yeah. then the sun would go over it at, at regular intervals. It would be a lot easier to predict those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible. So you're talking about the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere then? Northern hemisphere. So the people... Well, I guess this would... Okay, because it's a 90 degree tilt, technically this would be like the eastern or the western hemisphere, kind of. Yes, but... But we're just going to still use the same directions because it's easier. Um, Yeah, like you would have basically a regular eclipse at whatever... whatever, Wherever the moon is tidally locked to, Mm -hmm. or whenever the sun intercepts with that, then there would be an eclipse. Okay, so... But you were talking about the northern hemisphere. Yes. So So the southern hemisphere would have no moon. 
Okay. They would have no concept of a moon. So they'd still have sunlight, but night would be completely pitch black except for stars. Okay. Well, no, but I'm, what I'm trying to trying to do though no, I get is make it so that the moon is constantly um, over the sun, or other way around. Yeah, no, no. The so that there's it is a constant eclipse where the sun is always covered. the problem is that you would have to do it for both worlds. Okay. Or, oh no! But there oh could be a no! Moon on there the could other be side. a tidally locked exactly. moon on the southern for the hemisphere. North, for the, oh no, for the northern hemisphere, and so there's there's just a constant moon that stays there and gives light. Okay. And, and then never goes to the other side. But you have another, and I don't okay. I don't know if you could ha- technically have a tidally locked moon and then a non-tidally locked moon on the same planet. I'll have to look that up. But if you can. Then you have a regular moon, and so it would show up sometimes in the northern hemisphere. Okay. But the southern hemisphere, like, you would just basically say, all right, it perfectly lines up with the sun's or uh, revolution or whatever, or, the you know, the Earth's revolution around the sun, so that it's constantly blocking the sun's light. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, during the day on in the, uh, the southern hemisphere, um, it would be completely blocking sunlight. Well, not completely, but I mean, you still have that corona or whatever, but it would be a lot dimmer. It'd be really weird, freaky looking. Um, but then it would, the problem is it would do the same thing on the Northern hemisphere. Okay. It's, it would be impossible to do that in a way and in a way that it, it was would be, just one side. Yeah. So you'd have to make okay. this planes, not yeah. a sphere. Um, now this is this is even a dumber question. Okay. Is there any way uh, like it'll probably if I really wanted to do this it would just be a magic thing, but like to have the atmosphere be different because of their paramatha? No, absolutely. And that's a, that's an easy thing to just say magically. Like okay, because that's an easy thing that's not gonna mess up because of the paramatha is separating mm-hmm. the, the the hemispheres. Yeah. It's really easy to just say hey the southern hemisphere is really weird. And because the Parmatha, because I'm assuming the Parmatha goes up through the atmosphere yes. all the way. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. there's no and it goes air that even down. goes through. Mm-hmm. And it the, goes okay, through the, you the, know, the, the main core. problem would probably be that as soon as they go to the Southern Hemisphere, they probably would die of a bunch of epidemics that they've never been exposed to before. That is very true. And, but Mr. Wizard could know that. And have prepared for and it? And have prepared for it. Okay, that's awesome. See, that's a cool detail. Uh-huh. Because um, you have to... Yeah, I think what you should do is Does do you, some... like, make gas masks? <laughs> no. No, no, no. It wouldn't be like that. It would be just germs and, and yeah. stuff like that. But, like, uh, what you should do is do research on first contact with... Um, different... Hem- tribes um, and, you know, like, yeah. where, where people have... Two different peoples have made contact with the Native Americans, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because, uh, it, you know, a lot of that will be coming to play with the epidemics and, like, the... The idea of like who had the who has the most technology mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you have to decide what the southern hemisphere, what that race actually is, and what techno- technology level they have, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay, um, so, so yeah, so I just thought it'd be really cool, like a just a just a random thing. It's not important to the to the story, but it's important to the background. It's important no, to the setting mm-hmm. to have um, this for the race that is there. I thought it'd just be really interesting to watch. A, a world essentially that doesn't get sunlight mm-hmm. as well. What I mean, a simple thing that you could do actually, you don't even need to have a tidally locked moon. What you could just say is that like the southern hemisphere is perpetually out uh, down uh, overcast is what the word I'm looking for. 
there's just clouds that constantly cover mm. everything. Yeah. Or, or you have a mega forest with a canopy that covers the entire Southern Hemisphere. That That's would be insane. interesting too. Where so the, like the southern like uh, below, mm -hmm. it's there's still life. There's still life because there's some sunlight coming through. But it's it would be like the deep portions of a jungle where you just have those like the fungi and and the 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 plants that don't need as much sunlight or that they're they're parasitic mm -hmm. off of the of the main trees or something yeah. like that. Um, but if you could get above the canopy, then it's just all sun. But like yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Just gigantic trees yeah. everywhere. And, and, you know, maybe they live in the trees or you yeah. live between the trees or something like that. Okay, all right. So, yeah, I like the idea of, like, a, an overcast fungal environment or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. But, again, you, you have to take in mind that it's probably not going to be the whole Southern Hemisphere that has that. Yeah. Maybe just sections or something like that. Okay, so if, do you want to end this episode here and then make the next episode about the races? We could do that, yeah. Yeah, so That's... now, okay, so I don't think there's anything else we should talk about for the world. Well, okay, well, just real quick, let's just kind of run through, like, some of the, uh, like, the base stuff that it talks about in the World Wars Guidebook for, like, okay. the, ma the, the macroscopic stuff. So, like... This is obviously going to be a sphere, correct? Yes. 90 degree axial tilt. Mm -hmm. Kind of figure that out and, and this is actually how we... Originally, the idea for the book was for it to actually be an infinite plane. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the plot was much different then. So yeah. this idea, I, like when I was trying to write it again, because I really loved the, the, the general idea. Um, and I loved the characters. I loved the characters a lot. And when I, when I started coming back to it, I didn't like the characters nearly as much as I thought I did. Um, but so, so this whole idea, so I, I, I just wanted to adapt the idea to something I was more comfortable with writing and to something that was just far more interesting rather than, um, it just trying to be something different for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so this idea was supposed to be an infinite plane just because it would be cool to just have something weird and random. Um, but then I thought but that was like a part of the world that I had created so I wanted to keep it, but I didn't actually want it to be an infinite plane. So this is why um, we were talking about mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay, so just a random fact that I just found here. One of the uh, options would be like an inner surface world. So the world exists on the inner surface of a sphere, ring, or polyhedron. So like the inner part of it instead of the outer part, like the Earth would be. Okay. Um, and the horizon climbs in that kind of world. So it may be possible to see terrain features at extraordinary distances. So unless, so instead of like the world curving downward and so like the horizon would disappear at a certain point, the horizon would go up. And so you'd be like, you would just see like mountains in the sky, like, <clears throat> you know, that kind of stuff. Like, it, it, Wait, because, this is because for what now? An inner surface world. So like if you had oh, like a ring, so cool. yeah, if you had like a ring that like you, people lived on the inside of that ring, mm -hmm. uh, obviously it would be if, depending on how massive it was, you would, you would, it would be like, you can never, you can't see the edges of it from where you are or whatever, but you just see, you would be able to see terrain features at extraordinary distances because the horizon mm -hmm. would go up and so you'd just be like, well, those are mountains over there, but like, that's actually like really far away. That's so cool. Yeah. So would you be able to see the other side of the world, though? How is this ring? How are you talking about... Could, you, could I just turn and look and see a battle going on in another territory? Like, on the other no, side of the because, planet? No, okay, it would depend on the size. Um, but if, if it's, like, the size of Earth, 
you will be able to see things at extraordinary distances, but they would be extremely small looking. Mm. And if you looked like directly above you, technically there would be something there, probably. Like you would see <laughs> like a, a surface, but it would be so infinitely far away yeah. that it, you wouldn't be able to t- make out anything. That's cool. But yeah. So that, that would just be so interesting to start out a book with a mother and her, and her son or something like that sitting and watching a battle on the other side of the planet and just and just watching a bunch of like ants to them fight that'd be yeah, awesome it wouldn't be the other side of the planet but like it would be like miles yeah. in one direction yeah um especially if it was like sci-fi kind of technology you see these mm-hmm. giant explosions like miles away and it's like the sorry i'm chewing that's but fine it's like the the mother's husband and the and the kid's father that's in that battle. Oh, and they're wow. watching it happen. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Idea. Um, so the size of the world, we, we did decide that it was going to be smaller. How smaller than Earth? So Earth is about 8,000 miles in planetary diameter. Mm-hmm. <coughs> How, what are you thinking? Like, um, I'm thinking half that. Mars is, yeah, that's the size of Mars. So about 4,000 miles in planetary diameter. So it's, it's, it's Mars, except the people only know half of the world. So it's so it's a quarter of Earth. So it's essentially just one continent. So it would be about well, it's four thousand miles in planetary diameter, but because the diameter goes around the mm-hmm. Pramatha, but you only have that yeah that one half. So it's it's if the uh, when you multiply that out, if you did some sort of, like the volume of sphere or whatever, or the actually be the surface area of the sphere, mm-hmm. then it would just be half that. Yeah, I don't know what the calculations are for that off the top of my head. Um, hydrography percentage, how much water is in the world? And is it different on the, beyond the Parmatha or in the Northern Hemisphere? I think it would. I think it'd be interesting for... Because our world is about 70% mm-hmm. water. Which is actually crazy when you think about it. Like, I... Yeah. You just think there's so much land, but nope, there's way more water than land. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting for it to be like 50-50 on the Northern Hemisphere, but on the Southern Hemisphere, what if all the water was underground? Okay. Because of the gigantic forest, the roots would just sure, go sure. straight yeah. in and just constantly fed. And so, like, you'd have to go, like, go, like, dig underground. There'd be mm-hmm. a lot of wells. Yep. There'd be, like, spring water, that kind of I mean, stuff. Just, like, people would just live next to a canyon. It'd just be a man-made river. they just dig and right. just make, like, a river. Okay. Um, But then there wouldn't be any ocean? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's interesting. That would be created a very interesting ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there, but there are oceans in, or at least seas, I guess, in the northern hemisphere. Yes. Um, yeah, no, no ocean because that would take up. But a lot of like inland yeah. seas. Okay. That'd be strange if like the 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 you know the far north side of the planet then like the like the pole was like an ocean or something. That'd be crazy. I mean, yeah, that's that's a legitimate option. Um, yeah, the, the interesting what, thing would, would be the freeze? difference. It wouldn't freeze, would it? Uh, it depends on how fast the water is moving. Um, okay. That's, I mean, there, obviously there's water in the Arctic, so. Yeah, no, I mean? no, 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 like, but like, but like how does the 90 degree tilt and the size of the planet affect the oh, heat? Oh, that's a really good point. That's, see, that's the thing. We need to figure that out before mm-hmm. we can objectively say what it would be. It's entirely possible that the equator might be cold. But we'll have to, yeah, we'll, mm. we'll figure out the details of that when I, um, I'll look that up. But. Yeah, and then another random thing, I know we're just kind of like spewing out thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But 
would it be really cool if the Parmatha, since the Parmatha does go straight down into the equator, um, uh, like into the core of the world, mm-hmm. what if there is lava that spews out? So it's like, it's like the wall of the magical blood or whatever it is. Right. And then, but there's kind of like cracks there where there's like, every once in a while, like lava will just spew out. I know what you're saying, but I feel like it wouldn't happen that way because if it goes all the way to the core, it would literally just be separated. Like, they're just perfectly separated and nothing can go. That would be really interesting. I actually have no idea what that it, would okay, be so the volcanism of the world. It, it would be crazy because technically the world would be split directly in half. Yeah. But the the magnet magnetic pull of right. the the rotation or of like in the galaxy d- would it does, keep it together? Does the Parmatha mess with that? Does the Parmatha me- mess with the magnetic pull? Because yeah, I, I mean it probably would. Oh wow, I don't even know what that would do. Because I mean, literally, it's the it's the density of the the core of the Earth and like the gravity that all of that creates that okay, keeps but w- Earth together. Yeah, so we want it to be dense, right? Yeah, so then the Parmatha is just super dense. So, we, so, oh, so, so the Parmatha creates its own gravitational, yes. like, pull. It, it keeps the two halves of the world together. Okay. No, that's the thing. Obviously, all of this is magical, but yeah. And then think about this. What if this is actually just two halves of different planets? And they were magically... Oh, my gosh. Spe- like, like, <laughs> like uh, infused together. S- sewn together with yeah, this because, magic. Yeah, because they're two completely different races on either side. Two completely different atmospheres oh, wow. on either side. That's, two completely oh, different wow. okay, everything. That perfectly explains it. Okay, so what happened to the other halves of those worlds? Well, exactly. It's just like an alternate dimension in a, in a way. Because it's the same thing, but it's just, it's just on a different planet. So it's just... Oh, that's crazy. But okay, so when you know, literally, what happened to the other halves of those worlds? What if this is the work of chaos? It most likely well, is. Well, no, but it'd probably be the work of the creator. He yeah, would just... Yeah, he's just like, hey, honor of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, oh, that's, oh, that's great. And so then, um, in order for... That's so true. But okay, so the Parmatha was something created by the bleeders. So how does that work? Which is the magic system that Thenon has. Maybe they think it it, it was. I, th- I think that's probably what it is. They think that the bleeders were created, but okay. I think the Pramatha it... created the bleeders. Yes, it uh-huh. did. Yes, it did. Uh-huh. So, I think the Pramatha is the thing that gave gives the magic. Okay, so... The Pramatha yes. is the manifestation. Yes. And it's a manifestation of two different worlds. Yep. Mixed together into one, like, yeah. force field thing. And if you don't know what we're talking about, did did we ever explain? I don't think we ever stuff? did. That's that's what I was gonna say. I think we did at one point. Um, I'll look through the episodes, and if, if we if we ever did explain, I'll just link to it there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. basically, we created this like mega galaxy, um, like all these worlds are connected kind of thing, where this like creator is going around and creating worlds, and this planet eater is going around messing everything up. So yeah, um, so yeah, essentially, it's just. The traitor is perfection, is what it, um, we we originally came up with a name for. Um, well, technically, he was a creator first. Well, and then we, yes. Yeah. So, so he's perfection essentially, and what he he's trying for perfection. Yes, yeah. but he isn't actually perfect. Exactly. That's the 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 thing here is that he he is called perfection. He's called the creator, or whatever, and he is trying to create a perfect world and can't, and he doesn't know why because he doesn't know that chaos, which is like Satan basically, which is the absence of his perfection yeah yeah is messing with his world 
And it's this gigantic game where every single cycle, which now we have to explain what a cycle is, it essentially... Basically, it's just sort of like a, a reincarnated world. Yeah, basically. so... Yeah. Well, a re- not, reincarnated galaxy. A reincarnated universe. Galaxy. It is, it's only a it's, galaxy? It's one galaxy. Okay, yeah. all right, so... So it's basically just it's, it's, a, it's a, a game. It's a self-contained galaxy, so yeah. technically it is also a universe, but but it's also a, a game. It's just one dwarf galaxy. Yeah. Basically. So, but but it's a it's a game. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> sorry. The the creator is trying to create something that is. I'm perfect. here explaining the cosmology. You're trying to explain the metaphysics. <laughs> yeah. And the the void, which is which is chaos, is trying to win the game and is trying to make sure that all his. Um, creations aren't perfect and he messes them up and every single time he doesn't create a perfect world the the cycle um a- after a certain amount of time the cycle resets and, and he the... wins another round and the chaos yeah. becomes more powerful and its reach spreads farther in the galaxy yeah. and so each cycle the the worlds are getting worse and worse and, and worse. the time that he has to create in mm-hmm. gets sl- sh- shorter and shorter mm-hmm. and so this last cycle that we're on right now is the 374th cycle and it's I think about 10,000 years or so. Yeah, we've been keeping track of this for a really long time, of which cycle we're currently on. No. no yeah. um, the, the, everything that happens is in the 370 yeah, we, cycle. Yeah, just the way that you worded that was really funny. You're right. The, the cycle that we're on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is not our religion. No. <laughs> but, but it's actually really interesting to think about the fact that we could technically do um, an RPG or something in another cycle, and that would be yep. completely different than... Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, that's kind yeah. of... So that's the worlds that we always create is yep. and then the magic well, system stuff anyway. yeah and then the magic system um comes from the manifestation which is basically like the blueprint of the world it's like yeah. the, that computer or the program really that like yeah. decides how the world works and who gets magic what the magic is that sort of stuff mm-hmm. so so yeah. so in this world the manifestation is two manifestations crammed together from this one world mm-hmm. and split down the middle yeah so i think i think the side on the northern hemisphere is red the, the parmatha looks red and then the other side looks green or something like that yeah, yeah. where it's just and then but they don't notice it like when they go through they just turn so around and realize that it's just changed color they lose their magic when they go to the other side that is a very good point and that makes perfect sense though because i wanted to think of some way where they don't they can't get back. So that's perfect for plot-wise. Yeah. So then so they, they have, have to find to, someone in the world that who can has give the them magic back. system. Well, has a magic system that can open the Parmatha on this side. Exactly. So yeah. they so they not only have to convince the um um the people to go to war against another country that they have no recol- you know, knowledge so, of. So so I'm seeing this as some sort of like weird amalgamation of like the Lord of the Rings and World of Warcraft. Um, a little bit well, Warcraft at least like, yeah the first not, one not, yeah not um, the, where, where like the you know the orcs are coming mm-hmm. through the portals like, like or the whatever. movie yeah like the two worlds the are colliding about, about which we still haven't seen we yet still haven't seen that movie yeah. oh the soundtrack's really good it's by Roman Jawadi Jawadi mm-hmm. yeah he's great alright so 50-50 uh, percentage on yeah water and then whatever percentage but it's all underground on the other one mm-hmm. okay so let's see here. And I love that we're recording this. That if I do forget any of this, mm-hmm. I can just exactly go back and listen to it. Um, good. What else do we got here? How 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 much Vulcanism is there? Which is oh, <laughs> I was thinking like Vulcan. Anyway, actually, first Star Trek. first, what's the gravity? Um, I'm glad you didn't notice what I was talking about. That's uh, great. I didn't. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, the listeners are laughing right now. Um, but okay, so <laughs> what did you say? 
how much gravity is how much is gravity um gravity is exerting yeah Yeah. (coughs) Um, these and and they might be they're obviously they're probably different in the hemispheres but like earth gravity would be 100 mm percent what's the percentage for each of these lower gravity gives you possible the possibility for bigger things yeah i'm gonna say Um, 100 on the northern hemisphere and then um, you said smaller is better for bigger things. Oh, yeah, if you have a lower uh, yeah. pull of gravity, yeah. then so you I'm going to say it's probably things. about sixty percent on the southern yeah, hemisphere. That would, that would be good because there's because I, I was originally planning the other race to be big, just just in general. I'm just thinking that they would just be yeah, not, yeah. not massive creatures. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, but if bigger. you have the giant trees, that's yeah, probably a exactly. Thing too. Um, you could also have bigger mountains. Um. Uh, you have really, really tall mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, um, yeah, one thing to keep awesome. in mind is to describe that when they go over the Parma- go through the Parmatha, the fact that they can jump higher and like that yep. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You also have to think of the the detrimental effects that's going to have on their on system. Their, yeah, um, on their physical whether, body. You also need to think about the atmosphere, whether or not it's breathable by them. Yep. Um, I, well, I, but it has to be in order for the story to work. Okay, so that's so. fine. But but it might have toxins in it that. May, might make them a little loopy after a certain amount of time or like maybe just cause like long-term damage if they stay there long enough like something yeah. like that so, I mean? so yeah so it's breathable but it might be a little toxic so or something. what it needs to be then is there needs to be some major cost in order for them to open up the primatha with their magic system um for for Thenin, how he opened it up is he um i, I made this up at work the other day <coughs> i was just doing carts and i was just thinking about it trying mm-hmm. to figure out how you would do that and i was thinking that something like sacrificing 20% of your blood is is how you open up the Parmatha. So if you do get across, you're, you're extremely really weak. weak. Yeah. Um, so he has to so, do that. So that's just for, for Thenin. That's Thenin's cost because the yes. rest of them obviously mm-hmm. don't have the magic. So, okay. So, so Thenin has to do that. But Thenin has to kind of like rely on the other two. Yeah, but he could take 20% of somebody else's that's blood. True. It's just 20% of the... Could he mix a match? Yeah, he could. I think that might be an agreement that they all make. It's like, all right, let's take like twenty percent divided three ways. So we're all kind of weak, but we're not. None of us yeah. are detrimentally. So, weak. so that could be a possibility of what they do. But I don't actually know. Because they don't I know, know. I know if you take like one pint, then you kind of like mm-hmm. you know, like take the, that's like the maximum you can yeah. take, kind of without causing any detrimental effects. Um, How many pints of blood do you I have? Like know. eight, right? I think it's eight. Um, let's just do a quick Google search. Um, but I, um, for story purposes, they don't know how much it's going to take. That's something that um, Mr. Wizard doesn't know. So He just knows that there is a cost of blood. Yeah, he knows that there is a, a cost of blood and is meant to weaken whoever crosses it, but he doesn't know how much. So he doesn't know if it's going to kill him or not. He doesn't know if it's 100%. He has no idea. Mm-hmm. And Thenin is absolutely against using anybody else's blood because he's afraid if he does, he's going to want to take more. About he... 10 pounds? 10 pints in average? Okay. So actually, two pints wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. Um... Because that would be 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wouldn't be that bad. But yeah, you can make that cost higher or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, I, I think that's perfect. Um, but So, okay, so volcanic activity? Yeah. What's what's that like, you think? Well, I think it would all be centered in the Parmatha. Because it, it wouldn't have a lot of other places to go. If there was a, there was no, a no, direct... No, no. Connor, like, that's... The equator would just be the separating factor for the different densities yeah. of the... Like, the densities of the core would probably be different based on each side of the world mm-hmm. but the volcanism goes up through the crust so it would have there wouldn't be any real effect because of the parmatha they well, probably no, but, have but different the, a, a, amounts but the of pressure volcanism would be so much different having a huge opening in the in, throughout the entire world but it's not the an pressure opening. be different it's not an opening 
That's mm. you know what I mean. Well, but but it is in a way it's that a there separator. are cracks and stuff like that. There's still stuff seeping up. And I don't think there are. It's a magical force field that goes That's through. True. It doesn't. It do doesn't anything. create yeah. a crack in the crust. There, uh, technically, there are. It, there is a crack because it's two different worlds being yeah. fused together. But they're fused together by magic, mm-hmm. so I don't think it would cause any problems there. Because if it did, that would create so many. Oh, yeah, man. that would be insane. Yeah, like I don't even want to think about that. But yeah, so what's the vulcan- volcanism like? Um, um, I'd say pretty low. I see no reason to make it high for either of those sides. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Any extreme earthquake activity or anything? Hmm. That's kind of. That sounds pretty closely to volcanic activity. But. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm, how closely tied? Um, okay, so the answer of volcanic activity depends on the seismic stress and heat of the planet. What um, if... Earthquakes, okay, so they often, obviously often related to volcanic events. Many earthquakes occur in regions where plates yeah. are slipping past each yeah, other. Yeah, no, I, I, get, I get that. But what if there isn't lava in one of them? What if it's something else in the core? Like King's Is that blood? even possible? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could. But there needs to be something be. there, right? Yeah, there'd have to be something. It's, I, I believe it has been posited. Like, you could have a water. I N- like Naboo. that. Yep. Naboo. Naboo is a water world. Yeah. Like, it has a core that's hollow and full of water. Well, we're not taking our science from Star Wars. But I'm just saying it's a possibility. Yeah. I, like, no, it's I, actually I get you. A legitimate so, no, I think that'd be perfect for the Southern Hemisphere. Okay. Because... If, yeah, if a, the a core hollowed, is water. hollowed out core that's filled with water. Yeah, because then so all the water is underground. there should be a race that lives in the water, like, underground. Yeah. Like the Gungans, except way yeah. nastier and cooler. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Is the pl- what's the planetary temperature like, just in general? So, um, hold up, though. Think about the, the severity of if... If if it was like how how um insane it would be like how how different it would be depending on the the uh the land mass before it reaches water of how thin it if if it was super thin if it was only like like ten feet of land mm-hmm. before it was water of how crazy that world would be like how boggy it would be and like you would legitimately feel like there's no stability ever. Um, oh, that's insane. I mean, it would depend on where you were. Um, I well, because obviously there'd be There's different... enough strength in the plates of Earth that, like... Because, yeah, you'd have to have some stability. It, you couldn't have you couldn't have uh, giant trees if you had that kind Oh, of obviously, yeah. So... No, I'm, just, I'm just hypothesizing. Yeah. I'm not trying to... I just... There could be sections about, of the world yeah. that are literally just floating plant matter mm-hmm. that create that canopy or the the ground like on an on a, like a, an ocean of water or something like that you know what i mean yeah like yeah but okay so what's the planetary temperature like on both of those hemispheres like just in general um where normal would be um like the climate bands are unchanged um hot would be like the tropical zone goes to super tropical and all the climate bands are like one step warmer than normal um, i think it'd be just normal just normal for both of them. yeah i don't see any Okay. Yeah, the, the, the canopies and all that, that stuff yeah. change quite a bit. And, yeah, we already decided 90 degree actually old tilt. So I think that's pretty much it. Um, cool. I mean, that's that's some interesting stuff that we can talk mm-hmm. about this next week. Yeah. Um, going into, like, culture. So so we can go zoom in one step further each time. Yeah. So so that was the world. 
So, so we did this before is we did the whole world. Um, uh, what did we do? Well, no, no, no. We, <laughs> we did, did the world building one. And then we did one we about, did, we did, um, setting plot and character. Yeah. That, that was the other brainstorming stuff we did. This is going to be one specific thing. And we're going to go Mac from out to in. Oh, that okay. That's world from world building. building. That's from my writing excuses, right? Yeah. Yeah. The whole out to end thing. All right. Cool. I mean, uh, so I, I think our hashtag is world building, or like we something about science and how we kind of know science or something like that. Um, we took an astronomy class. Uh, none of the things that I've said are from that astronomy class. I did learn about planetary stuff. I learned about galaxies and universes and that's lame yeah it was lame i didn't i didn't really like that class all that much mm. um but yeah i think it's like hashtag pseudoscience wins the day or something like that hashtag at least we're still better than bill nye <laughs> no Would that offend too many people no it's <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah i get nothing hashtag world building whatever yeah there's something funny it's a fun about story episode. yeah <laughs> i mean Oh, you said a few funny things. I said Vulcan when you said volcanic. I was like, volcanic? Uh, what? Vulcanism. Yeah, I, I thought you were talking about like the religion of Vulcans or something. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you do that. I, look, hashtag volcanism, not volcanism. Yeah. So with an O first and then yeah. a U. Nobody uses it anyway, so we no, can just throw out like 10. It's, it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I like the idea of the hashtag things. People have used them in the past, but yeah. Well, yes, um, like two people. Yeah, Maybe three. <laughs> like once each. But yeah, so uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll be back next week uh, with another world building episode unless I get pneumonia again or something. I don't even know yeah. anymore. Who knows? But, Hopefully uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we should be back next week. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, you can find us at Twitter at uh, Christ underscore art underscore show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and at our website at Christian Artist Show dot com. Have a great week.